Welcome to Chan's The Man Apologetics. I'm your host, Chan Heron, where I discuss doctrine, apologetics, behavior, the Christian worldview, and sometimes just tell stories. I hold in my hand a book entitled The Atheist Guide to Reality, Enjoying Life Without Illusions by Dr. Alex Rosenberg. Dr. Rosenberg is a professor of philosophy at Duke University. I mentioned him briefly in the last episode that we have. I would like to read an excerpt from his book on page two and three. What he does is he gives a list of some of the questions and their short answers, and then in the rest of the book explains the answers in more detail. Here they are. This is rapid fire. Is there a God? Nope. What is the nature of reality? What physics says it is. What is the purpose of the universe? There is none. What is the meaning of life? Ditto. Why am I here? Just dumb luck. Does prayer work? Of course not. Is there a soul? Is it immortal? Are you kidding? Is there free will? Not a chance. It makes you wonder if Dr. Rosenberg freely wrote this book. What happens when we die? Everything pretty much goes on as before, except us. What is the difference between right and wrong, good and bad? There is no moral difference between them. Why should I be moral? Because it makes you feel better than being immoral. Is abortion, euthanasia, suicide, paying taxes, foreign aid, or anything else you don't like forbidden, permissible, or sometimes obligatory? Anything goes. What is love, and how can I find it? Love is the solution to a strategic interaction problem. Don't look for it. It will find you when you need it. Does history have any meaning or purpose? It's full of sound and fury, but signifies nothing. Does the human past have any lessons for our future? Fewer and fewer, if it ever had any to begin with. There's just something wrong with Dr. Alex Rosenberg's questions and answers to these, they just, it's just something doesn't seem right. I love an illustration by Dr. J.P. Moreland. Suppose I invited you over to my house to play Monopoly. And I said, you know what? Tonight the game's going to be a little bit different. And I set up the Monopoly board. And I said this, here's the Monopoly board, here's the TV, there's the remote control, there's the refrigerator, there's the kitchen. When it's your turn, Make any move you want and let me know when you're done. And you're like, all right, yes. So you set up hotels and houses all over the board. You pick the most expensive real estate. You get park place and boardwalk. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to get Chan. I'm going to get him. And then you say, your turn. And I flip the board upside down. The property, motels go everywhere. And then I go in the kitchen and make myself a sandwich and you're like okay then you write the board up you put the hotels on back on there and you say well I'm gonna get him really good this time I'm going to put more hotels and I'm gonna take more money out of the bank and I'm gonna get more real estate 
and you take a few minutes and you do that, then you say, your turn, Chan. I'll walk in there, flip the board upside down, finish my sandwich, grab the remote, and turn on the TV. Now, it wouldn't take long for you to realize that no matter what you did with your move in the game, it was meaningless, and here's why. If the game itself does not have a purpose, then the individual moves you do in the game are also without meaning. If there is no God, there's no ultimate meaning, value, and purpose in life. And it therefore follows that the individual moves that we do on a day-to-day -day basis in our life are also without meaning. However, if there is a God, then that means he's the creator and he has given purpose to the game, if you will. And our individual moves have meaning in that regard. How do you know... If your quarterback throwing a touchdown is better than your quarterback throwing an interception. Because the two people are catching the ball. So how do you know one is better than the other? Well, it's the purpose of the game. The rules of the game, the object of the game, define that your quarterback throwing a touchdown, which is a pass to one of his own teammates that's eligible, gives your team six points. Whereas if he throws it to the other team in interception, the other team gets the ball and it's not good for your team. Dr. William Lane Craig has a fantastic article about the absurdity of life without God. And he pushes atheism to its logical conclusion that if there is no God, we cannot say that there's any objective ultimate meaning value and purpose in life because eventually science tells us that the universe will run out of energy we are steadily moving toward the heat death of the universe and all life as we know it will eventually be wiped out nothing and so suppose someone finds the cure for cancer well that is great in a small sense they will uh, prolong someone's life but in an ultimate sense a hundred thousand years from now who cares we're all dead and yet if there is a god then that means that the universe will not uh, run out of of energy according to the theistic worldview because God will intervene before that happens and I think that Dr. Craig is absolutely right when you push naturalism the naturalistic worldview to its logical conclusion then it leads to nihilism and some atheists can see that so what happens is many of them will smuggle meaning in through the back door or they will another way to put it is to uh, steal from God as uh, my friend Dr. Frank Turek mentions but it's not inherent in the naturalistic worldview to have any meaning value and purpose in life at my very first debate with my atheist friend uh, Randy 
we held it at the uh, Unitarian Universalist Church here in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. And one of the arguments that I made about, is about the absurdity of life without God. And I talked about, you know, what I did in the last segment about no meaning, no value, no purpose in life. And after the debate was over, this uh, gentleman from the audience comes up to me and he says, how dare you say that my life doesn't have meaning? I, I love my wife. I love my grandchildren. I'm a good citizen. I vote. I pay my taxes. My life has plenty of meaning. And I knew what he was saying here. He was saying that he could make up meaning in his own life. And I said, well, I understand exactly what you're saying, and you're right there. I'm not saying you can't make up those meanings or give certain actions and your your relationship with your grandkids and your wife meaning, but my point is this. The universe doesn't take on ultimate meaning just because you pretend it does, does it? And then he paused for a second. He said, well... I will agree with you that life is absurd. And I thought that was a very interesting admission coming from this uh, professor. He happened to be a professor at one of the local colleges. And we went on to have a, a pretty good further conversation about this. So once a person realizes that life without God leads to absurdity, then that forces them into a serious um, dilemma because without God you cannot be you cannot live consistent and happy if you live consistent in the atheistic worldview then there is no meaning value and purpose in life if you want to be happy in, in per se then you have to kind of come up with uh, your own meaning as this professor was doing but that is it's not grounded in an atheistic worldview it is grounded in the theistic worldview. So there's this one or the other, but you cannot have both. And naturalism could lead to uh, nothing but 100% selfishness. I remember when my youth pastor, when I was growing up, said that some people have this philosophy as far as the meaning of life goes, to get all you can, can all you get, and sit on the can. And that is one way to be consistent in the atheistic worldview because there is no objective meaning in life. My favorite sitcom is Everybody Loves Raymond. And there's an episode where Raymond is going to go talk to his daughter, Allie, about the birds and the bees. And when he comes in there to explain what happens when a man and a woman love each other very much and they decide to make a baby, she doesn't want to talk about sex. She wants to talk about the meaning of life. And she says, why are we born? Why does God put us here? And Raymond is looking at her like, what? And he says, huh? And he has no idea what to say. And he asks her, don't you want to talk about sex? She says, no, why are we born? If we all go to heaven when we die, why does God want us here first? And Raymond makes up something. He says that heaven is crowded and everybody kind of laughs and then he sneezes and walks out of the room well the rest of the family comes over and so they're having this uh, discussion about the meaning of life and it's very funny but it's also profound because um deborah 
who's Ray's wife in, in, in the sitcom played by Patricia Heaton, they, they're talking about, you know, that, that this is, this is good questions that he's, uh, she's proud of her for asking these questions. Well, Frank, who's the grandpa says, bring her down here. I'll set her straight. And she's, and, and then Raymond goes, okay, we're going to learn the meaning of life for a, from a person who once threw his shoe at a swan. And Raymond says, or Frank says, that's called protecting your sandwich. And he says, here's what life is. This is Frank talking. He says, you're born, you go to school, you go to work, you die. That's it. That's all. Give me a cannoli Marie. And Raymond's like, well, that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about what we do while we're here, dad. We're talking about the big questions of life. And it's, it's comical, but there's some profound truth in there because we all wrestle with these type of questions. So what is the theistic answer to the meaning of life? I do not believe it is subjective. I believe it's an objective meaning that God has given us. And since he has made us in his image, then we are made for relationships. And the ultimate relationship is the relationship with God. So the meaning of life is to know God and to make him known to others. So I hope you can see that dealing with the meaning of life is something that we should really, really think about. And I think it breaks my heart to hear about when young people or anybody takes their life and they do so because they maybe they're hopeless. They feel hopeless. They don't feel like anybody cares about them. And they've gotten to the point where life has no meaning. It's not worth living. Well, if the theistic worldview is correct, then the life does have meaning. And we should be able to explain that because we have an ultimate creator that desires and wants a, a relationship with us. And so we should continue to think about the, the, the meaning of life and how it affects us every day. Now, next week, we'll begin to look at the third question that every worldview attempts to answer. And that is the question of morality. Does objective right and wrong exist? Thank you for listening to Chan's The Man Apologetics, where I discuss doctrine, apologetics, behavior, the Christian worldview, and sometimes just tell stories.